Justin Murray, Radio New Zealand National Tiahi Car here at the uh, here on a, um, at the Fuddy, the house of um, chef Marty Chef, Roll Travel Chef Joe McLeod. Kia ora, Joe. Kia ora. Aye, kia ora. Morena, morena, morena. Aye, aye, kia ora. We're here in your um, what your, your backyard, eh? Uh, my little planet. <laughs> <laughs> your little kukunga yeah. or theao, your little um, corner of the world. Um, first of all, let's talk about some of the um, the rako, the trees that you have here in your in your whare and the different um, rongoa Māori. So you were, okay. we were just explaining what you've yeah. got here. Hira hike waku rāka ka te tipu inunga taku whānau, taku whare, and the majority of the tipu ana kune, we've got kawa, kawa, kāramu, ramu, patete, manono, Manuka, Kanuka, eh, Kie Kie, Harakeke, even got a coca tree. I've got five of those horrible things. Hey, why are not? Tea coca. Ah, tea coca, te tahira. I've got all five of them growing here. Got the tea coca, the coca, the coca tutu, the coca, eh, the coca tea. Hmm. Eh, me te nara raufe, kaiwahorei tipuana. My wife keeps pulling those out. <coughs> Why? Why so? They're a weed, and so well, they're also a, a wrong way as well. You and <laughs> and and food, because originally in the past that that was our staple uh, carbohydrate mm. before the potato came along. You're talking about the cabbage tree? No, oh. uh, fern. Oh, the fern. Yeah, the fern. Rarofe, it's called. Rarofe. Yeah. Was it a carbohydrate? Uh, uh, that car- was the main uh, carbohydrate. Carbohydrate in those days, Mary potato. Uh, yeah, bracken fern is, is its common name. And our people today just wouldn't have a clue what it is. Because you know, after a 200-year break of using all, uh, a lot of our, our rongo on a daily basis, yeah, stopped. Um, around 1840, the changes happened. 1860, it, a lot of it uh, totally stopped being used. And 100 years later, no one knows what, what, what they are anymore. Mm. Which is not a bad thing, uh, because there are other great things that came on in in, in its place, mm. Mm. like the potato, for example. From one tiny potato, you got several sacks out of it. From one kumara, you got up just a, a couple, a kit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And and not only that, the 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 potato required less work, maintenance, whereas the, the kumara had to be nurtured and nursed and fed and protected and cleaned and you had all uh, a, a worm and caterpillars too who also liked mm. liked the kumara. So it was a battle against the woods, uh, against against nature itself. Yeah. Yeah. And to help get rid of a lot of that, uh, our whanau back home used to burn lots of kawakawa, green. And uh, the smoke that came off that plant was potent to, to insects, especially the caterpillars. They, they didn't like it. So continuous burning of that helped to reduce uh, pests, pest control. Jeez, so that's like a, yeah, a form of pesticide. Yeah, and uh, the ash that that remained from the burning of kawakawa uh, was spread over, over the um, uh, the Kumara mounds as well. They had extra fertilizer. Not that we knew what fertilizer was. That's, so um, how many? Um like, so we're sitting here in, in, in Joe McLeod's backyard. How many? You got the fig tree there. The, and then you talked about growing the, the bay leaf, bok choy, tomatoes, cabbages. I've got about 32 rongwa plants on my section. And I didn't plant them there. They were already here. But what I've did, what I've done was I've moved them around so that they're in their cluster groups. 
So, because I'm getting a lot of visitors like you now who are coming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, so a bit of forward thinking to about eight years ago. It's paid off. Now that they're maturing, uh, I can, can walk people quite quickly to them and say, this one, this one, that one there. Uh, I use for, for my regular hangis, but the other ones I use for cooking fish. Mm. Mm. And for cooking power, for example, uh, I mash kawakawa, karamuramu, koromiko, and manono leaves to form a, a rough, like chopped herbs, benete chopped herbs, and I make that as a poultice to put on top of my power, wrap that up with fresh kawakawa leaves, tie it all together with um, rangiora and then kahere kite harakeke. And I don't take the pukus out of my power, oh, cook really? the whole things entirely, yeah. the whole lot. Well, our people never did. <laughs> when I cook my hangis, that's what I put down first, and then the meat on top. Wow. I tell you, when that, when the, the power cooks, um, at the end of the hangi cooking time frame, you could eat the power, bite into it like a nice fillet steak. Oh! Yeah, hare hare hare. Stop it. <laughs> Matariki, obviously, yes. you know it's Matariki um, Māori New Year. Um, what do you, what te, what did you learn about Matariki as a kid growing up in well uh, in Tuhoe? What did your elders teach you about Matariki? Well, back then it was the New Year, and we did nothing. It was time of rest. Uh, we had a rest. The, the land had a rest. The Gerilu definitely had a rest. But <laughs> 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 um, well, it was one month of doing nothing, very little. But come you were planting? No, nope. not in July. Very little was done in July. That was Karakia time, really. Karakia time. Come here to stand in a runny, yarani, 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 matimutan, or tena, tena marama. That, that was our New Year's, and we celebrated it quietly. It wasn't a big party. It was too cold. <laughs> <laughs> too cold, too wet. Our crow were queer, just used to meet at the marae, just to call it on my Matariki. But Matariki wasn't spoken of as Matariki, yes. to what we do now. Yeah, that's right. And yes. just to clarify, Joe, where were you brought up? I was brought up right in the heart of Tuhue, in a nice little flash place called Matahi. Uh, about 18k just out from uh, Waimana, you know, 20k from yeah. Tanya to 35k from Fakatani. So then, Joe, um, obviously, you know, from 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 what you were taught as a as a as a as a kid growing up in Tuhoi to now, obviously, you're a internationally travelled chef. Um, people may know you from your um, show World on a Plate, uh, which screens on. I'm not too sure if it's still screening or no. We're no. having we're having a break Bit right of a break now, on and then Māori TV. it's coming back on air yep. uh, July the twenty seventh. Yep. So you you actually did some mahi at a restaurant here in Wellington called Whitby's uh, for Matariki. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I got a phone call from the James <laughs> Cook, uh, and um, they ring up and say, "Oh, we want you to. We, we would like. We need some help to to launch our Matariki." Uh, um, function we want to hold for two weeks at the James Cook Hotel. <laughs> so what did you pass on to the chefs in terms of Matariki and Marikai? I shared with them the, um, uh, the how to cook a hangi inside the kitchen using the umumaru maru process. And uh, it took three hours to show them and they picked it up that quick. 
So if I came to teach a chef a kitchen full of Indians, uh, two Samoans, a Tongan, uh, <laughs> were you the only Māori? Man, they were dazzled to bits. Uh, it was an honour showing them. Yep. And uh, on the night, I got my auntie Hema from Te Papa and Tōkai and Hotima from Te Kākano and Hine. Yeah, tauke. Mm. So we had hangi in there, kaimoana, puha, eh, piko piko on launch night, and kūtai, mussels, Muscles. oysters, shrimps, crayfish, where I'm out now, now, kairek otemon hoki. Eru nei na na kai po kai ati roto inde te kai rongoa kote riori o tera Kong Kong Kongo yo eh that one I wrapped up in kawa kawa kara muramu and finua finua fenara and wrapped that up further with rangiora and we laid that laid a fariki of that on a tray. A mat, yeah. Oh. Um, a whareke of those uh, four rongwa. And then we put our uh, real, our conga eel on top of that. And we reversed the whareke around, so we had the rangiora on top. Then uh, the kara mirambu, uh, the kawa kawa. Yeah. And mm. then we put another whareke on top and we covered it up with uh, sacking. And we cooked this it on This is at Whitby's restaurant. This is at Whitby's in restaurant. Their, uh, in their kitchen. In their kitchen, eh? Yeah. Any, stro- any strong smells that were kind of oh, wafting into... Yeah. Uh, no. But luckily, but it's a commercial kitchen, so yeah, they had very really powerful uh, extractor fans there, which was lucky for me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could still smell it way over there. And for our hangi, I stuck down there, um, what I've always been teaching, the manuka, uh, the manuka, koromiko, patete, karamuramu, and... Um, yeah. So, Joe, I mean, in terms of matariki, were there any, uh, I don't know, um, any tikanga that you were taught, any do's and don'ts? Um, you know, we've done stories about lunar planting in the past. Yeah. Any Anything like that? Kia korea i tātou wariwari tiki te tinia i tua, not to send our blessings to te matariki, of course. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, you we never really uh, celebrated matariki as matariki. Which was usually around July, June. And as we wrap up another Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori, Māori Language Week, I talked to Joe about his experiences with Te Reo Māori, both on a personal level and a professional level. The theme for this year is Māori names, Māori um, place names, names anywhere I suppose and, and you know you've 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 just spoken quite a few Māori um, names in terms of their rongoa but let's talk about what are some words te reo Māori words that people get wrong in Aotearoa do you think? The one that comes to mind is tarakihi <laughs> which is the fish the akutika tēnā and I see tarakihi here which is nice written up correctly T-A-R-A-K-I-H-I but every now and again, I come across one word as terra kihi, as T E R A, terra, yeah, T E R E K A K I. But that, that's that'll be the most prominent fish I see misspelled uh, on menus, yes. and even by my own whānau spelling it that way because that's how they hear it, you know. Tara kihi. Tara kihi. 
and then uh, the Pākehā tongue will come along, or even the Māori tongue will come along and say spell it how they hear it. Tarakihi, Terakihi, it starts to change uh, from different areas. And and before long, it's called Teriki. Then you get an American Tira. come along and call it Teriki. <laughs> you know what, Joe? I must admit, you're right because growing up, everybody used to say Cape Rianga, right? Yeah. Cape Rianga. And Cape so Rianga. In, in Te Reo, I thought it was Cape Rianga. Yeah. But it, yeah, when, it can be when, pronounced when, as Cape Rianga. When I grow up, the tinana, the mate o te tanata. When you listen to the reo being spoken, you know, uh, from prominent speakers, experts, me meki, he re re ke te te tangi o te te kupu ki te tarina mo te iwi Māori ki te tarina ki te pākehā. So it's different sounding? Yeah, it's different sounding. And when it's tra- when the reo is transferred by another voice and another voice and another voice, you will pick up changes inside the words, the kupu that are that are pronounced. Although it sounds correct to them, to the uninitiated ear, it sounds so different to uh, a speaker who kaiaya ke moana te reo. So what am I saying? So tirakihi. And, you hear the Cherokee, Cherokee, and, uh, and going back to our fresh Tarakihi is one of them. Yeah, yeah. And if I say with a Pākehā slang, that's a Tarakihi, or that's a Tarakihi, and it gets shorter and shorter before you, you know it is called something completely <laughs> off the planet. <laughs> No, it's laughable, we can laugh, but that's, yeah, yeah. we're like that in New Zealand. We laugh at so many things, but on a serious note, there's a serious side to that. And when someone is prominent in the real and they start doing the haka over yes, that mistake, yes, yes. Yeah, some issues can be <laughs> quite difficult to sort out. What about our place names, Joe? Taupo, Whakatane, Whanganui, Whanganui, Taranaki... We, 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 we're, do you think we're improving? I mean, I'm just using the weather. When I watch the weather on the news, sometimes and some, sometimes I, I the pronunciation we, is getting come, slightly better. Yeah, we've come a long way of correcting our uh, mm, for our areas. <clears throat> and it's it's nice seeing them come through on Māori television, yeah, especially on the news, and even some place names that are on television now. Had a, oh, I didn't know that was his name. Hoya, oh, Chad. Oh, on Mali Television, because, <laughs> yeah. right, kapai. And uh, I now know the, the right names like... Um, uh, te Tihi o Maru. Te Tihi o Maru. Te Maru. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are two momo uh, wahi, eh, o te haukaino o te raiwi, o te marohe. Uh, even Tūranga, no, Tūranga, kaheke mai ki, ki here tauna. Tūranga nui Akiwa. Tūranga nui Akiwa. But for us back home, we've always referred to the to Gisborne as Tūranga. Tūranga. One interesting spot here is in Wellington. Okay, Petoni. Yeah. Engari kute kute ingoa tika kute pito o one ne. Ah. Te pito o one. Petoni ki. Where are the pito? Pito means place, the place of one. Like where are the kumara matata te rakup. Eh. 
So Joe, I mean, to kill Te Reo Māori, obviously it's about, you know, encouraging Te Reo Māori for, for the week, but, you know, it really should be every day. Um, you were steeped in Te Reo as a kid. Yeah. It's your first language. That's my first yes, language. Yes. And they were surprised when I left home after so many years went back, it just came flooding back. So when you moved away from home, how did you... I struggled with Te Reo, te reo uh, Tuarua here yeah. in English when I yeah. first came to Wellington in 1972. I thought I was very clever here, not... <laughs> <laughs> Do you've been in Wellington that long? Yep. For, what's that, And I, I went, went to, to night school to learn Te Reo to learn math, science. To learn I, I missed out on, on a lot of subjects mm. when, I did high school, when I did school C. And uh, I got school C art and school C te reo. But that meant nothing down here then. And in the, in the world of the kitchen, you had to have English, math, science, mm. uh, nutrition. Did you have a lot of people in Wellington? I know there's a, there is a number of tūhoi here that um, you could call it or two to... You know, oh, to, keep, to keep to keep to keep the language. <laughs> and, and we still keep in touch even now. We still work together even now. Uh, and I'm going to say this to Hire Ngawaka too at Victoria University. My auntie Te Ripoi, Higgins and Fano, And there's a lot of tūhoi there too. So, you know Ngawaka too, take a tātou, kakarifu tātou i rotu te reo. You know Ngawaka too. It takes two seconds where we all switch ki ki te reo tūhoi. And that's nice. Kapahakae for tue a Fano here is still strong. And uh, Tuhoe is still a very strong whānau network for Tuhoe uh, in New Zealand. Do you find yourself learning these new kupu though? You know, you always. No. No? Aroha <laughs> <laughs> mai. No. <laughs> Any kupu that you kind of don't quite understand, um, you know, the whole um, evolution of te reo? Or? Well, I, I think it's not just te reo, it's all other languages too, which have to come up with new words for, mm. especially machines like rorohiko, internet. Yes, computer. Yeah, te, Ipurangi, I think, is internet. Yeah, te whare ipurangi mo te internet. Eh, me te ahua puka puka, Facebook. You can throw words just to describe Facebook and, and Wikipedia. You know, he could be no more there, could be Wikipedia. Wikipedia. It's just a straight translation there, what? Right?